Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Manor. Welcome again, all Morning Manorites. How y'all doing? Pray that everybody's doing good today. We give God thanks for another day. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that you woke up with a, a mind and an attitude of expectation. You woke up with energy and when your feet hit the floor, <laughs> you felt the strength, the energy serves through your body. Because God has raised you up another day. Amen. You should be glad about it. Give God thanks for it. Amen. Lift your hands and worship and praise. Let him be the first person you communicate with this morning. Every day you wake up, open your eyes. When your eyes open, let your mouth open also. <laughs> Amen. With a thank you to God and let your teeth show with a smile because, hey, it's another day that I can give God praise and another day that his word can be manifested in my life. Amen. That's the attitude you need to wake up with. Don't see your issues or your struggles as a burden. Don't see your responsibility as sweat. No, just we, we, our thought process, it gets us to a place that we are just ready to overwhelm anything that is that has prepared itself for us in this day for the lord has perfected all things that concerns you and with that mindset doesn't matter what you have to do the job you have to go through the commute you know the drive to work the going through traffic and all the stuff that you have to do to complete your day you wake up with a smile knowing that you're above it, amen, and you can handle it. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing too hard for you because there's nothing too hard for the God that's inside of you. And there is a greater strength and a greater power in you than the strength and the power that is in the world. So you wake up this morning with a kingly mentality, with the idea, with the knowledge that you are above all things and you are never beneath any situation and you are the head and you're not the tail amen all things are working out for your good don't matter what it is you go to the doctor you get a bad report you say hey this is gonna work out for my good there's a purpose for this there's a reason for it and god's gonna use it to turn it around for my good so we give god thanks again amen because god is still good the songwriter said, all I want is to praise you. All I want is to glorify you. And so I pray that that is your mentality. I, I always said the greatest testimony of scripture is the testimony of Enoch, that he pleased God. Let this day, let this day be pleasing to God because of your attitude, um, because of your words, and, and this, your whole demeanor is the way that God looks at you and is pleased. Amen. So this morning, I want to talk about something that, truthfully, I know very little of. <laughs> and you're going to be surprised. Pastor, you want to talk about something you know little of? Yeah. And you probably know very little of it too. Amen. And this is, I'm going to talk a little bit about love. You know, as I was praying this morning, I said, God, what do you want me to talk about today? You know, um, I'll let you all know all the stuff that I talk about 
the Lord gives it to me in the morning. I mean, sometimes I go through my notes and I take some stuff that he gave to me before. But sometimes in my prayer, he would just drop something in my spirit to talk about love, um, to talk about. And today is about love, but at a different perspective. Lover of my soul. Okay. So not just love, but love from a soul perspective. Amen. We're going to talk about that this morning and see if you really know <laughs> anything about love. I'm just telling you, I know very little about love. Now, the reason why you, uh, um, I find this fascinating, because it is something that is going to last forever, right? The Bible said there are three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of this is love. That's what the Bible says. Three things going to last forever. It's not prophecy. It's not casting out devils. It's none of that. It's not spiritual warfare. It's none of that stuff. The three things that's going to last forever that we should be knowledgeable of. That's why I teach faith the way I do. Because faith is necessary. And faith is going to last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Those three things. Once we get saved and once we understand what it is to be a child of God and we're saved and we understand salvation, our sins are washed away and we, we are learning the word of God. We are walking in compliance with the word of God. Salvation should be settled in your life. right? It should be settled. So what are the things that you need to learn now and aggressively seek out? Love, hope, and faith. Why? Because those things are eternal. They are. They are eternal. Love, hope, and faith is absolutely eternal. The Bible said three things is going to remain. Love, hope, and faith. So let's look at love this morning. I've been talking about faith, you know, since forever. God had put that in my spirit. I'm really a faith talker and a faith walker. And so I pray that you also um, become a faith walker and a faith talker. Remember, Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And with faith, nothing is impossible to you. And so that's an, an amazing subject. And in the whole vast um, knowledge, realm of knowledge that um, very few of us really understand. And love is one of those things, too. Freely, it's hard to understand. We see some things in our lives and we wonder where is the love? Or we see some things and we are amazed at the love. So remember, three things are going to last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest, the Bible say, is love. All right. So let's look at this from, from a scriptural um, perspective and for what Jesus says. And that's taken from the book of Mark chapter 12 and verse 31. And it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. All right. So love comes from your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You realize right there, there's nothing physical, right? Nothing physical at all. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Nothing physical. Nothing, watch this, temporary. Everything is eternal, right? So let's let's break it down so we can better get a better understanding of it. And so I, I, I research, as I said, I was praying this morning, God, what do you want me to talk about? And he just simply said, lover of my soul, lover of my soul. 
Um, and so let's break it down. And so the heart, when the Bible talks about the heart in this particular, the Greek word is cardia, right? you know, and of course, those in the medical field will know cardio always talks about the heart. Um, it, but in this case, uh, it's the, the Greek word means the organ, um, which is the center of circulation of the blood and hence regarded as the seat of physical life. It denotes the center of our physical and spiritual life. So what the Bible is saying is that our love should be the center of our spiritual life. Not just physical, but our spiritual life. So when he talks about love with the heart, it's talking about from the center, right? From the center of your life, physical and spiritual. Amen. So remember, whenever the Bible is talking about love the Lord with your heart, it means love him from the center. Let him be the center. Remember, we talked about um, we must be theocratic, allow God to be the center of our lives. Well, this is what it's talking about from the heart. The heart pumps blood to every organ of our body. And so um, our love should function and operate in that center and, and releases this attribute to all parts of our spiritual being. Amen. The center, the spiritual man. The second thing is the soul. The Greek word is psyche, right? It means breath. It means the seat of our feelings, desires, affections, um, our aversions, everything that we think about is what how we feel. So soulless realm is how we feel. It comes from that realm, how we feel. So our feelings are involved in love, in true love. We must have feelings for the one that we truly love. You can't love somebody you have no feelings for them. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, right? And so it's the seat of our feelings, the seat of our desires, and our affection. That's the soulish realm. And then the Bible talks about the mind. Remember the heart, the soul, the mind. And the mind... Um, the Greek word is dianoa, dianoa. It means the deep thought, deep thought, amen. It means the faculty um, of the mind. By implication, it's exercise. It even hits our imagination. And so love um, requires activation of our imagination, right? Deep thought. We It gets down into the deepest part of us. That is true love. It must come from that place, the deepest part of us. Let me say it again. True love comes from the deepest part of us. It's thoughtful. It's in our mind. It's always there. You know, the mind, the doctors can't put their hands on. It can't be touched. It's something spiritual. It's inside of us. It's there. Um, we're always thinking. There's things going through our mind all day long. And so when we love something or love someone, it's always on our mind. And the last thing is strength. The, the Greek word is isis. Um, it means force, right? Ability, might, and power. So here again, the Bible is saying that it involves strength. It involves force. Why do we need force to love? Because there's forces out there that is trying to prevent your love. And so it takes 
force. It takes strength. But the thing I want to point to, and I believe what the Lord is pointing us to, is that love requires um, the inner man and not the outer man. Okay, so love is not based on what we see. It's based on the spiritual, the spiritual realm, not the physical realm. Let me say it again. Love is based on the things of the spirit, the things unseen. It's not physical. Now, you know, in this particular scripture, um, Jesus is telling us how we should love God and understand God is unseen. You've never seen him. And so you can't. If you don't understand this, you cannot love him because he's unseen. You see, most of us are mistaken because our love for one another is based on the seen. And that's where we end up in trouble because the seen realm is the changing realm. And because things change, quote unquote, our love change. And that's why some people say, oh, they love you today and tomorrow. They don't love you anymore. Why? Because the seen has changed. Amen. Not the scene, S-E-E-N, has changed. And also the S-C-E-N-E has changed. And because of the scene realm, our quote-unquote love has changed. But when we understand true love, it's not the scene realm, it's the unseen realm. Amen. It has nothing to do with somebody's physical characteristics. It has nothing to do with what somebody could do for you. That no, love is based on the unseen, it's based on the soulish realm. All right, so true love, hear me real good now. True love is spiritual, it functions in the unseen realm. It is spiritual, it cares about the soul, not just the physical. Right, so true love cares about the soul, true love is connected with the soul. He cares about the eternal soul and does everything based on the love of the soul. Hear me again. True love acts based on the soul. So it's not about the physical person, the physical man. It's about the soul. So it cares about the eternal soul and does everything based on the love of the soul. Amen. Get that understand that. And so love requires me to connect with your soul and bypass the physical. Amen. Because the physical always going to change. Amen. What I can do for you, what you can do for me, it's always going to change. Matter of fact, it's, I call it diminishing ret return because the older you get, it's the less you really can do um, because your strength um, goes down. You get older. There's some things you cannot do any longer. You may not even have the resources to do some things. And so it must be based on me caring for your soul. Or you can for my soul. So when you love me, when you truly understand, love then operates with an eternal perspective. Let me say it again. It operates from an eternal perspective. For everything about God is eternal. 
everything about God. And so that's why love is never based up on the temporary realm. It's always based up on the spiritual realm. And that's what we see. That's why I've said I learned I know very little about love. And most of us know very little about love because we never really been taught <laughs> what love really is from the spiritual realm. You know, a lot of books will talk about, you know, love and, you know, how you make me feel, what I could do for you, my love language and all this other kind of stuff. And that's all based on the physical realm. That's physical things, you know, um, what I like, what I don't like, and mm -mm, that's all physical realm. But true love connects with the soul and does what benefits the soul. And watch this, refuses to do anything that will jeopardize the soul, refuse to do anything that will bring hurt to the soul. And so it sees eternity and not just the physical things. It sees the spiritual and not just the physical. True love always operates from an eternal perspective. True love saying everything I'm doing and everything that I'm saying and everything and all my plans for you is for all of eternity. <laughs> I know I know that's going to shake up a lot of people. Yes, it, it, because that's how God functions. Everything he does for us, his thoughts for us are of good and not of evil and to bring us to an expected end for all of eternity. For everything God does is eternal. And so if we, our love now must, be, must have an eternal perspective simply means everything I do is something I want to last for all of eternity. So I'm never going to do anything to hurt you because why would I want you to hurt you for all of eternity if I truly love you? But everything I do is going to benefit you for all of eternity. It must be, you must be a lover of the soul and not a lover of the physical Amen. We, we're going to change. We're going to grow. We're going to, um, um, you know, in some cases we lose. Some cases we win. Whatever it is. But all those things happen in the physical realm. But true love has nothing to do with the physical. It all has to do with the spiritual. So love then is eternal. And because it is internally operates from eternal perspective. True love um, never has no beginning and has no ending. Let me say it again. True love has no beginning, no ending. If it's eternal, it can't have a beginning, neither can it have an ending. It simply exists. <laughs> Amen. And when we love somebody, we connect with their soul. And once that connection is made, there is no ending. <laughs> Glory to God. Love is always there. You just have to make a connection. Just like the laws of physics, the laws of aerodynamics was always there. The law of gravity was always there. Um, and until we learned about it, we benefit from it. So it is. You know, with love, once we learn about it and we make the connection, we could now benefit. And so, you know, in, in our society today, we, we don't see love like we should. We see marriages fall apart. People walk away from the people that they say they're going to love and stay with for the rest of their life till death do us part. And bam, something happens. They see somebody else in the physical <laughs> and they leave and walk out of your life because of something in the physical. Never even thinking about 
how it affects your soul, the person that's left behind. And um, people go down and shoot and kill one another, never even um, thinking about how it affects the souls of that person's family. It's a shame. We really don't understand love, what it is. So love really cares. It's, so then love is a knowing and caring about the soul. Amen. Let me say it again. True love is knowing and caring about the soul. Love is not infatuation. Infatuation is just a feeling. Okay. It, and that comes in, that goes. You can be infatuated for something for a minute. <laughs> Next minute, can't be bothered with it again. So that's not it. So don't let people get you full. Oh, I'm so infatuated. I'm so, oh, I'm so in love with you. Really? Well, if they really, really love you, they will care about your soul and they will do everything that will benefit your soul for all of eternity. Amen. So true love then cares about the eternal soul and does everything based on the love of the soul. It operates from internal perspective. Um, uh, it always works to benefit and not jeopardize the soul. Love will never ask you to sin because it puts the soul in jeopardy. The Bible said the soul that sinneth shall die. So if I love you, I will never ask you to do anything sinful. Why? Because it puts your soul in jeopardy. <laughs> Amen. True love. If you truly love me, you will never do anything to put my soul in jeopardy. Right? Because the soul that sin it shall what? Die. That's what the Bible says. So true love will never ask you to sin. So if somebody's asking you to do something that you know is sinful, then you've got to question their love for you. It's either they don't love you or they don't understand what true love requires. Amen. Jesus didn't come to redeem our bodies. He came to redeem our soul. <laughs> God sent his son to redeem our souls, not our physical bodies. Look at what it says in Isaiah 38, 17. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. You see that? So Christ came to redeem our souls back to God. Why? Because God so loved us, amen, that he gave his son to redeem us back to him. And what is this talk? It's just about Jesus said, what does it profit the whole world and lose your, what does it profit a man if, if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So the most valuable asset that God has on the earth is our souls and he loves us so much that he will do everything to benefit our souls the bible say he that when it souls are wise amen so so if i love you i must connect with your soul and see well when we begin to understand love on that realm um, we won't put so much emphasis on what you look like Right? Because our connection is with your soul. We won't put so much emphasis on what you have and your material possession. Because none of those things um, are as valuable as your, as your soul. And all those things are perishing. All physical things are perishing. They're simply here for a time. But soul and love will last forever. 
And so true love requires me to know your soul and love you based up on the knowledge I have of your soul. And so love understands the true value of the soul because love knows that the whole world is not worth one soul. And so love focuses on, focuses on nurturing the soul, which also benefits the body. The Bible said we must prosper even as our souls prospers. And so everything around us prospers based on the activity and what's going on in our souls. The Bible also tells us uh, that if we if we live in the spirit, we must walk in the spirit. So that means we must have the understanding of spiritual things. And the soul is spiritual. It's, it's unseen. And just as how God asks us to love him in the unseen, we must now love each other from the unseen realm. Amen. That's the only way that we can function in true love. And so when we function in that way, when we understand love from the soulless perspective, we will refuse to do anything that jeopardizes the soul. Let me say that again. When we understand love from the from the soulless perspective, we refuse to do anything that jeopardizes that. That means we will do nothing to hurt the soul, nothing that can cause the soul to to die or to be led into death. Um, when we when we operate from the soulless realm, we have our heart in it, we have our mind in it, we have all our strength in it from the deepest part of our minds. Matter of fact, when we love that way, our imagination gets active, and we are considering ways how we could benefit the soul that you are loving. See, when you really love somebody, your imagination comes alive. What can I do for the soul that I love? Amen. That's how God deals with us. What can he do? His thoughts for us are good and not of evil and to bring us to that place that he has designed for us. The person that you, that you say you love, what is your thoughts for them? Are they for good? Hmm? or for evil? Do you have a plan <laughs> to bless them to the greatest of your imagination? That's what it requires. If you really love their soul, you will never do anything to hurt that soul. Why? Because true love is not going to do anything to jeopardize or to hurt your soul. If you read the Songs of Solomon, it talks about the lover of my soul. It says, won't you tell me, lover of my soul? You see that? True love hits the soul. You know, okay, I understand that we're a physical being and we got eyes and all this. And we can see, and especially men, we are more attracted to the physical attributes of a woman. You know, all that's okay. But if that's the level that we base our love on, it's not going to last. And that's one of the reasons why so many marriages fail, because we never seek out the soul. Our love does not go down to the soul. It simply dwells in the temporary and the physical realm. Amen. So it's important that we understand that we learn, seek out knowledge about loving at, at the soulless realm. <clears throat> because when we love <clears throat> at the soulless realm, 
it would benefit <clears throat> everything that concerns us as a being in the earth realm. Amen. We should prosper even as our soul prospers. Now, last scripture I'm going to give you before we close. Galatians 5 and 22. It says the fruit of the spirit is love. So there it is. It's an attribute. It's spiritual. It's unseen. It functions from the unseen realm. <clears throat> and if people of God, <clears throat> excuse me, if we can <clears throat> get to understand Love, from a soulish perspective, how I see you will be different. I'll see my brother and my sister and my love for them become pure um, because it's from a soulish perspective. My wife, my children, um, it becomes pure because it's from a soulish perspective. I won't look at a, at a woman as just a sex object because my love is from a soulish perspective. Are you hearing me? It's important that we get to that place because that is true, lasting love, eternal. Love was never meant to end. Love was always meant for all of eternity. And y'all know, one. I, I, this is what I teach, that if you truly love somebody, you never stop loving them. Amen. Well, I pray that this um, this uh, morning manner will I brought something to your attention um, and you will begin to examine yourself and see where your love dwells. Is in the soulless realm or is in the physical realm? Is it based on what people could do for you? Is it based on what you see or just how people make you feel? Or is it based on the heart, soul, mind and strength realm? The unseen realm realm is your imagination <laughs> um active in your love are you using your strength um to push aside anything that try to break and to stop love stop that love connection these these are things we must take in mind um so i pray that today this really made sense to you um and you begin to um consider um your love for others and consider when others say they love you, um, you begin to question their love for you based on what they are doing. And is it coming from a, a soulish place or is it coming from simply a physical space? Um, is something change in your life? Will they walk out of your life? I'm reminded of a young man um, uh, I grew up with and he, quote, unquote, was in love with a young, uh, young woman and they were engaged to be married. And then she got sick. And because she got sick and the sickness was great, um, he says he can't go through with it. And he walked away from her, um, even though, quote, unquote, he said he loved her. He didn't want to deal with it, so he walked away. Well, that's not love. He didn't love her from the physical, from the spiritual realm or from the soulless realm. He simply loved her on the physical, on the temporary, right? Because she was she was a beautiful woman. Um, she looked good. She very articulate and all the things that he liked, what he was seeing. And because her sickness changed all that, he no longer had love for her. So he said, so he really did not love her. It's just basically temporary, physical, never went down to the spiritual or the soulless realm. Because if he loved her, if his soul loved her, he would have stuck with her through sickness, 
um, good times, bad times, better for worse, sickness or for health, richer or for poorer. That's what true love requires. Amen. Well, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you because you so loved us that you gave your only begotten son to die for us, to redeem us back to yourself. Lord, we thank you. And I pray, Father, that as we have talked about love on the soulless realm, I pray, God, you will give us understanding. Help us, Heavenly Father, to, to understand what you require, your expectations for us, and how we ought to love one another, and how we ought to love you. Lord, teach us what we don't know. Do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Pour knowledge and understanding into us, for your word lets us know that we perish because we lack knowledge. And Father, we refuse to operate in the blind. We refuse to operate in darkness. Father, bring us into the place of light, the place of understanding. Lord, I thank you again because your word is always so perfect, perfect for every situation. And so we give you honor, glory, and praise because you lead us. And so, Father, I pray that your word will be a lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. And we won't lean to our own ways, our own understanding, but in everything, Father, we will put our trust in your word and put our trust in you. God, I pray that our hearts and our soul and our minds and our spirit will be activated in loving you. And when we understand that, God, we can love each other. I give you thanks now for activating love, true love inside of us for you and for our brothers and our sisters. Thank you again, Father. Thank you for you're the God who has put favor on our heads, increase on our hands, and swiftness on our feet. Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and guaranteeing our future. Thank you for there's not a feeble one among us. We are healthy. We are wealthy. We are strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. And even though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. And so, Father, we say the end revealed is a sure thing. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We thank you for being who you are in our lives. And for this, we give you glory, honor, and praise. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, have a 